0: Good evening Patriots, I'm Praying Medic, it is Monday, November 9th and this is my nightly news and information update. Uh, I am not coming to you live tonight, I apologize. Uh, This is going to be a recorded upload. Uh, We had some problems, I'll get into that in just a minute. I apologize for not having a show on Friday, Uh, probably one of the most important nights of the year and we had some technical problems, so I apologize. I'll explain everything in just a minute here let's jump into tonight's broadcast so for those of you who don't know I am an author this is my 15th book Great Awakening and it is a book about the mysterious anonymous intelligence insider known as Q I cover uh, a, a broad variety of subjects that Q talks about all my books on Q are, are topical The chapters are broken into subjects. This book covers uh, subjects such as North Korea and the Rothschilds family. Uh, We talk a little bit about the Titanic. Uh, I talk a little bit. I give my understanding of conspiracy, conspiracy theories, and the Truther movement. Uh, The book Great Awakening is available on Amazon in both paperback and Barnes and Noble. All right. So normally I do my live broadcasts on CloudHub. Monday through Friday. However, on Friday we ran into some problems. So uh, CloudHub is a good platform. I really like it. Uh, Jeff Brain is a CEO. He's a good guy. He has done a lot to help us content creators who have been suspended from YouTube and and other channels. Um, CloudHub is currently using IBM to do their video hosting. And when Jeff Brain uh, signed sign an agreement with IBM, the agreement was they wouldn't censor us. <laughs> and Jeff told them the kind of content that we'd be you know, putting out there. And the agreement was, no, they're not gonna censor us, everything's okay. And then sure enough, uh, they got some complaints and IBM uh, basically started to review our channels and decided to take some of them down. So unfortunately, right now, my videos are not available on CloudHub. It's not CloudHub's fault. It is a decision that IBM made probably because they got some political pressure. So uh, right now, my videos are still available on my website, prayingmedic.com forward slash blog. It is the best place to find my videos. And Cloud Hub is working on a replacement for IBM for their video hosting, and they may end up just building their own server, and it sounds like they may end up uh, creating their own uh, hosting solution. So I apologize for missing Friday. That's why I missed Friday because the video hosting service went down on Friday and I, I had very short notice and I didn't have, uh, an ability to compensate real quickly. All right. So over the weekend after the election was called by the mainstream media, uh, a lot of people got kind of panicked and freaked out. And people were asking, why didn't Trump see this coming? Why didn't Q see this coming? Where is Barr? There was a lot of panic and kind of freaking out going on uh, Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday, actually. And, you know, in fact, um, the president and Q did see this coming. This is a tweet from President Trump from May 24th. United States cannot have all mail in ballots. It will be the greatest rigged election in history. People grab them from mailboxes, print thousands of forgeries, force people to sign them. Also, forge names. Some absentee is okay when necessary. Try using—they're co- trying to use COVID for a scam. And, and President has been warning us ever since, um, I think March or April, when they first started to float this uh, vote by mail thing. Q has been warning us. Trump has been warning us that they would steal the election. And guess what? They stole the election and apparently a lot of people weren't paying attention because they were telling us this is going to be a stolen election and and it was. Now the question is what is going to be done about it? So, well, uh, Patriots and Trump supporters were panicking over the weekend and some of us were on Twitter and other platforms trying to calm the troops down. Uh, The president was playing golf. He played golf on Saturday, he played another round of golf on Sunday. He even took a little bit of time to pose with uh, a photo of a bride and groom at the country club. And when I saw Trump golfing, I was like, okay, he is chill. He's not worried. I'm not worried. Uh, This is going to work out okay. So I spent a lot of this weekend uh, doing my best to answer people's messages and concerns about what was going on. Uh, And... Now I'm just going to get into some news, mostly about the election. That's a thing that most people are kind of worried about. So here's just a little um, interesting fact. There are 19 counties in the United States that have correctly predicted the outcome of every presidential election since 1980, since Reagan's first term in office. Okay, So we call them bellwethers. Uh, A bellwether is something that is an indicator. It's a predictor of something else, right? So there are 19 counties in the country, and whatever county, whatever uh, candidate these counties go for in elections, since 1980, they've all correctly predicted uh, the president. Well, this year, 18 of those 19 counties voted for Trump, yet Joe Biden supposedly won the popular vote in the Electoral College. All right, so this is a highly relevant statistical anomaly. This should not have happened. With that many counties going for Trump, Trump should have won the vote. And in fact, there's there's a lot of statistical uh, aberrations in this election. Uh, The House, House of Representatives, uh, if you look at the House makeup, uh, Republicans in the House didn't lose any seats. They didn't lose any seats in the Senate either. In fact, uh, the House, Republicans in the House have gained as many as six, and there's still some races to be called, but they may end up gaining as many as eight or nine or ten seats in the House. So how is it that uh, these bellwether counties all went Trump? the House increases its lead, Republicans increase their lead in the House, And Joe Biden wins his supposed massive uh, popular vote victory. These things don't add up. We're going to look at some more of these uh, later in the broadcast. Uh, This is just something that's been going around on social media. A lot of people have been posting videos from the election night coverage that appear to show some shenanigans going on as they're happening. This is a video, and I'm not going to play the video, but this account played this video and it's the moment that on CNN, the night of the election, Joe Biden suddenly gained 110,000 votes in Wisconsin, instantly. And the look on the face of this uh, (laughs) newscaster here tells it all because in this frame, you can see President Trump is leading Joe Biden. He has fifty one percent of the vote, Biden has uh, 46.4%. So Trump is leading by five and a half percent. All right, they go to the update, and all of a sudden, boom! Joe Biden is now leading by 0.3 percent of the vote. He somehow picked up 110,000 votes instantly. And the broadcaster's like, um, "Okay, uh, what happened?" And the other guy goes, "Oh, oh, they up- It's an update. It's uh, it's okay." Well. Uh, This is just one of the many anomalies that that were caught on video. Apparently, some of these broadcast uh, stations are taking down their election night videos. All right, so President Trump tweeted this out on the 8th. We believe these people are thieves. The big city machines are corrupt. This was a stolen election. Best pollster in Britain wrote this morning that this clearly was a stolen election. It's impossible to imagine that Biden outran Obama in some of these states because... According to the current numbers right now, uh, Joe Biden far outpaced uh, Barack Obama and Trump in their previous elections. A guy who couldn't get 200 people to a rally, who hid in his basement, we're supposed to believe that he had the highest popular vote turnout in the history of the country. That is really hard to believe. All right, so here's a news article And this is from a local paper. Um, Poll workers in Maricopa County had problems with new voting machines. And this is just an excerpt from it. Poll workers struggled to operate new voting machines in Maricopa County and improperly pressed and told voters to press a green button to override their errors. So if you made an error on a ballot, you're supposed to press this green button, but that was not actually what you were supposed to do. That was to disre... uh, (laughs) <laughs> the machines ended up disregarding a lot of votes that were cast by voters in person on Election Day in Maricopa County. There were a lot of legitimate votes that were rejected in Maricopa County. That's the issue. So if you hear people talking about Sharpie Gate, and if you hear people talking about these other issues, uh, Arizona is a red state. So there are a lot of Republicans in Arizona. Right. When Fox News called Arizona for... Joe Biden, I was like, there's no way that's legitimate. That's just, that's, there's no way. Uh, I know the, the demographic of Arizona. There's no way Arizona would have gone blue that quickly, even though the pollsters have been saying that. So I kind of figured something was up. Trump campaign is filing a lawsuit in Arizona alleging that election ballots were unlawfully rejected in a red state what you want to do is you want to reject as many ballots as you can that are coming in, that decreases that would decrease the lead for Trump and it would increase the lead for Joe Biden. So, the strategy of the Trump campaign in Arizona is to prove that lawful ballots were rejected unlawfully. All right, uh, all right. We got this uh, from from the biased news. Nine Pennsylvania congressmen have signed a letter. Uh, excoriating Pennsylvania election officials for mishandling the election. and I'm just going to show you some of the news headlines that are coming out currently. Uh, in Michigan, members of the House and Senate Oversight Committee, it's the state of Michigan, have subpoenaed election documents as part of an investigation into allegations of election fraud. All right. Uh, in Iowa, the Secretary of State has ordered a hand recount in uh, Jasper County, uh, due to some problems that they had there. So just trying to give you a, a, a sense that this is a, a pretty broad thing. Here's an article from the Gateway Pundit, a self-described Democrat Party worker, Detroit resident bragged on Facebook, I work for Wayne County, Michigan, and I threw out every Trump ballot I saw, tens of thousands of them, and so did all of my coworkers. All right, you'll notice that a lot of these Posts where there's they're claiming election fraud. Twitter has placed a banner over all of these. Half of Trump's tw- tweets in the last weekend were had these banner over them. And a lot of them, you couldn't even see them. This is from People's Pundit. He's been doing a really good job on tracking the uh, election results. So just under 10,000 confirmed dead returned absentee ballots in Michigan. We're, we're done for now. So People's Pundit was going through the voter rolls, and they were matching up, uh, you know, date of birth and voter information, and they found 10,000 dead people who had returned absentee ballots in the state of Michigan. Uh, So that's just one little example. Also in Michigan, there's a big lawsuit going on right now. This just came out today. Great Lakes Justice Center has filed a lawsuit in Wayne County, uh, Michigan, seeking to void the election results, citing evidence of fraud. And a couple of different people are posting information about this on Twitter. <clears throat> the election fraud lawsuit filed in Detroit has affidavits alleging backdating of ballots, no matching signatures. So they were taking these ballots, and a lot of them didn't have signatures or the signatures didn't match. They were told, employees were told to backdate the ballots if they came in late. Uh, one of the affidavits is actually from the former assistant attorney general, he was a poll worker. And this is his testimony. Um, the, the, if you read these affidavits, some of the things they did are are just incredible, uh, the way that they tried to cheat here. Moving to Pennsylvania. This is from the Philly GOP Twitter account. Some 98,000 Pennsylvanians apparently voted for Joe Biden, but no one else down the ballot. You tell us, are these real votes or fraudulent ballots? desperately manufactured in the middle of the night to put Biden over the top. Normally, somebody comes in, they're gonna gonna, vote, and they're going to at least vote for the president and the senator and a representative. And almost 100,000 ballots in Pennsylvania only had a presidential selection with nothing else on them. That's highly suspicious. Here are some of the people who voted in Pennsylvania. 840 people were 101 years old or older, 39 of them lived through the Civil War, and 45 were born in the 1800s. So I'm sure that's legitimate. Uh, Here see for yourself, he's got a link to the government uh, website. A lawsuit has been filed by the Public Interest Legal Foundation claiming that there are at least uh, 21,000 dead people on Pennsylvania's voter rolls. This is an issue that has been plaguing a lot of states for many years and nothing has ever been done about it. And I think we're finally going to have something done about it. President Trump tweeted this out on the 7th. 71 million legal votes, the most ever for a sitting president. A lot of people have been kind of discouraged and disappointed because they think that we predicted a red wave and the red wave didn't happen. Actually, the red wave did happen. President Trump, far outpaced his 2016 uh voter turnout by millions and the red wave showed up what also showed up was a whole lot of election rigging and i think we're going to find out down the road that joe biden's actual voter count was maybe 10 million less than they gave him and they compensated for it through election fraud Trump tweeted this out, I won this election by a lot. <laughs> Trump knows, he knows, he knows exactly uh, what, what's going on. Paul Gosar, uh, we're blessed to have him as uh, one of our representatives here in Arizona. Pretty certain you easily won Arizona. Secretary of State here in charge of the elections, states without evidence that everything is fine and insists we don't ask her any questions and insists we don't ask for proof that the Dominion software was perfect. Stop the steal. So, Dominion software is a big, uh, it's becoming a big controversy. It's a company that makes voting tabulation software, and it is the software that is used in Michigan in that one county where 6,000 votes were switched from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. That same software is used in Georgia, it's used in Arizona, it's used in every swing state in the country, and it's coming under a lot of criticism. In Georgia, 132,000 change of address red flags were found in Fulton County, Georgia. This is Atlanta. Uh, These votes are highly likely ineligible to vote and have moved per the source. Uh, Biden leads in Georgia by 10,000. This is actually, I think, from yesterday. So there's a lot of uh, suspicious activity going on in Georgia. Now, The morning of the election, I noticed, and I tweeted this out, that one of the polling uh, stations was offline in Georgia for about three hours. And the county allowed that polling station to stay open three hours later that night. Well, the reason it went offline is because it was using the Dominion voting systems. And a very similar glitch that happened in other uh, states happened there in Georgia. Now, one of the employees said, the companies uploaded something last night, which is not normal, and it caused a glitch, right? They uploaded some new software the night before the election, and that's what made the, uh, the voting system go offline. And we're gonna see a lot more of this. So Trump tweeted out, Georgia counties using the same software as Michigan counties also encountered the glitch. This is a Breitbart article. All right, so in Georgia, Doug Collins is going to be leading the recount and canvas effort. And he is confident that uh, President Trump is going to be uh, proclaimed the winner in Georgia. Because we know that there's a lot of uh, you know, shenanigans going on. All right. Matt Schlapp has been the man, one of the guys on the ground in Nevada. He's doing some investigation. He's been mm-hmm. listing the things that they found uh, dead people voting, non uh, Nevadans voting, Republicans kept from voting, kids voting, whistleblowers who have seen the corrupt setup uh, uh, to count illegal votes, no ability for GOP to watch the counting, no real signature verifications. Matt Schlapp <clears throat> reported this P- uh, whistleblower saw a van full of people uh, who were Biden supporters open. Filling and sealing Nevada election ballots. Okay. Also, we have a report, and I think it's down here a ways, from, uh, on Nevada. We'll k- catch up to that in just a second. So in Wisconsin, the election commission uh, allowed clerks to fix ballots by filling in missing addresses for witnesses. So fixing a ballot is, if, <clears throat> if a ballot is turned in, and there's something wrong with it, missing signature or whatever, you have an opportunity to come in and fix it and make it right so that it counts. Well, they were allowing clerks to fix ballots for other people by filling in addresses and and signatures. (laughs) And well, you can't do that. The, The person who is a voter has to do that, but the clerks were doing it. That's actually a violation of election law. Here's another story out of Wisconsin. So. Uh, This is an exclusive story from this news outlet, Wisconsin Right Now. Sources within Milwaukee County law enforcement told Wisconsin Right Now exclusively that the executive director of the Milwaukee Election Commission, Claire Woodall Vog, realized she had lost a flash drive when she left with a police escort the central count building where ballots were tallied. She was en route to the county courthouse to report the results of more than 169,000 absentee ballots collected in the city of Milwaukee, and those that data was on that flash drive, and she lost it. Now, this whole thing gets obfuscated and confused because police are called, they do an investigation, and nobody wants to talk about what's going on. So the people from this uh, Wisconsin right now, they talk to police, they talk to DAs, they talk to all kinds of people, and there was very nobody wanted to communicate nobody wanted to talk about what's going on so sources tell wisconsin right now that police on the scene were pressured to stay silent and that police felt threatened by district attorney investigation investigators and general and election personnel who were present during the incident and didn't want them to tell anyone what happened we went to an address listed for one of the officers in question to get more details didn't get a response. We were told officers feared retaliation if they spoke out about what happened. So there are definitely some things going on that people are trying to cover up in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Uh, Svetlana Lokova made a really good observation. She said, notice the shift in messaging. What we've been hearing from the mainstream media ever since they called the election is there's no evidence of fraud. In fact, the media has been saying this for 50 years. There's no evidence of voter fraud. That is their mantra. They keep on saying it. There is no evidence of voter fraud. Everything's on the up and up. if If you tell us there's voter fraud, it's a conspiracy theory. Well, now that all this evidence of voter fraud is coming out, the new thing they're saying is there's no widespread voter fraud. And once we find out that there's widespread voter fraud, they're going to change the narrative to, well, it didn't affect the outcome. Actually, Kaylee McEnany had a press conference this afternoon, and that was one of the assertions that the media made. They they asked if there was evidence of voter fraud, and when they were given evidence, they said, well, do you, do you have any proof that it affected the outcome of the election? <laughs> Forget about the fact that there's fraud. Did, did it change the outcome? Do you have proof that it changed the outcome? Right? They keep moving the goalposts, so this is what we're going to see. Nate Kane, former FBI whistleblower, was dropping a lot of information on Twitter about uh, the Dominion voting systems. Right. So He said, in 2017, I handed over 450-plus pages of documents from the FBI database to the House Intel Committee. Included in those documents was one that identified a common tabulation software by Dominion Voting Systems. It was being integrated into all electronic voting machines. The owner was the former chairman of the George Soros Foundation. I, I saw the potential for exactly what we we're seeing today and intentionally alerted tabulation from the vote count. I was, uh, what was worse was the FBI's assessment that everything was safe. They completely ignored the monopoly by a partisan company to control the tabulation software for almost all electronic voting machines. He handed over the documents and uh, it kind of got buried. So there's just more and more information coming out about this Dominion software. So um, this is from Kyle Becker in Texas. Dominion voting systems uh, was turned down three times for certification in state elections It listed numerous reasons why the systems had major security issues. And, of course, Dominion is now linked to voting problems in Georgia and Michigan. They knew that these problems existed, and they let this go through anyway. This uh, Twitter account, The Good Girl, this is the exact same issue they had in the Philippines, which led to criminal charges against Smartmatic executives. Smartmatic is a company that's owned by a really close friend of George Soros. Dominion bought Sequoia voting system from Smartmatic through offshore shell companies registered in various countries. And of course, no surprise, Clinton Global Initiative is connected to <laughs> Dominion voting systems. They actually provided funding for them to develop voting systems for basically uh, poor, impoverished countries to supposedly fix their democracies. and. and You just have to know this is going to get back to the Clintons and George Soros. It's the way it is. All right. So we got this tweet. It's an article. Uh, Paul Gosar says that uh, if there's a glitch built into the Dominion voting system software, it'll be shown and it's easy to define that. Um, He said, I think it's a great exercise to get back to the trust of American people. And Bill Binney actually talked a little bit about this. You don't have to know a whole lot about technology to realize that if, if a computer does performs a particular operation repeatedly, successfully, and reliably, it's not a glitch. It's part of the software. It's part of the programming. And what it, what it looks like is these, um, <laughs> this tabulation software has uh, intentionally designed into it Features that will change votes at certain times uh, in a certain way. And it's not a glitch. It's designed. And I think that's what we're going to find out. All right. Carrie Sheffield uh, breaking. The rate of rejected mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania is almost 30 times lower in 2020 than it was in 2016. So why would Pennsylvania be um rejecting 30 times fewer ballots in Pennsylvania this year than they did in 2016. Why? Right? So this is a state where, this is not like Arizona, where they're trying to exclude certain ballots. This is where they're trying to include as many ballots as they can. And you can change the, I think what President Trump called the threshold, the ballot threshold, which decides how many or what percentage or what type of ballots are gonna be accepted or rejected. And you can manipulate this information, um, these parameters. So somehow they changed the software so that 30 times as many ballots were accepted that probably shouldn't have been accepted in Pennsylvania. And that is probably the reason why there was such a skewed number here. Uh, Pennsylvania rejected about 1% of mail-in ballots just 0.03%. Uh, oh, in, tw- in 2016, sorry. 2016, they rejected 1%. In 2020, uh, three hundredths of a percent. Historical rate of rejection, 26,000 mail-in uh, in ballots would be rejected. So moving along, James O'Keefe, Project Veritas. In Bucks County, Pennsylvania, Board of Elections Director Tom Freitag confirms spoiled ballots were illegally handled and destroyed poll workers should not have thrown them in the garbage whoever was a judge of elections didn't do it correctly and then we have an update from project veritas a second u.s postal worker in pennsylvania has come forward claiming that supervisors were told told workers to backdate election ballots to november 3rd ballots that came in late so you know it just goes on and on going to nevada here uh so this is from the Nevada GOP. Uh, the moment Democrats passed AB4 with less than 100 days until the election and Gov- Governor Sisolak, uh signed the bill, the integrity of Nevada's election was at risk. We warned what could happen as the state was not prepared to conduct a universal mail election. So what they did in Nevada was they mailed out tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of ballots, just mailed them out to everybody. With no real good way to track them, and the voter rolls had not been cleaned. So, people were getting ballots who had not lived in Arizona for a long time non residents, non citizens, uh, dead people you name it. As Clark County prepared to conduct the election, they chose to use a machine to verify signatures and used an irresponsibly low standard, which was lower than the manufacturer's recommended setting. This is talking about how they determine what ballots will be accepted and which ones will be rejected again if you want a lot of them to be accepted you set the settings really low so they accept almost everything and then mail ballots to all clark voters on their unclean rolls anyone walking around las vegas apartment complex could have come in and take this ballot lying on top of a trash bin filled it out and sent it back to the clark county elections department here's an apartment complex have ballots all over the place They were just mailing his ballots out everywhere to everybody just flooding the state with with ballots and someone could just come in and scoop them up and send them all back in and it sounds like that's what they did so uh team trump says they've identified at least nine thousand ballots in nevada that were cast by people who did not live in the state and here uh this is incredible so uh This is uh, Paul Laxalt. I think he's a former governor, if I'm not mistaken, of Nevada. says that over 600,000 mail-in ballots were cast in Nevada. GOP observers have yet to lay eyes on a single voter roll signature or envelope signature for any of those ballots. So all these ballots came in and Republicans didn't get to visualize any of them, the the 600,000. All right. Uh, this is about a whistleblower who came forward in Nevada. I've personally witnessed disregard of signature verification as well as other irregularities the whistleblower said in an affidavit. Uh, While working, I observed a significant number of signatures on mail-in ballots I believe did not match the name and should have been reviewed. When I was at when I asked the supervisors and others about it, instead of taking the ballots to verify the signature in the electronic database, the supervisor told me to push the envelope through without verification. All right. So We've got uh, another whistleblower said they're just pushing all the ballots through and they didn't want to reject any because they knew they needed to flood the system with as many of them as they could. All right, moving to New York. This is uh, George Santos, District 4. Uh, Actually, House Kennedy, New York 3, looks like. Uh, We've been flooded with reports of irregularities in New York's third congressional district. If you've experienced anything like this, our tip line is... uh, for possible voter fraud is here's a phone number. And it's it's not just the swing states. There are other states that are getting in on this too, uh, including uh, Virginia, I'll get to that in a minute. So Sarah Eaglesfield has been doing some digging, some research, uh, a number of Twitter accounts have been do, just doing a deep dive into the trends and statistics of the election. So this person said the moment when Michigan counted 149,000 Uh, 772 votes in five seconds and less than 6,000 of them were for Trump. So looking into the data here, how likely is it that you would get almost 150,000 votes in five seconds and only 6,000 would be for Trump? That's really unlikely in Michigan. And then she looked at this in Virginia at 4 a.m. And I don't know what the date is on this. I could probably look if I wanted to. Um, at four four forty two am we've counted three million three hundred and sixty eight thousand votes okay four forty two half hour later at five twelve wait no we've counted three million one hundred ninety nine thousand votes. So how do you erase uh, hundred and sixty seven thousand votes in a half hour? They're actually taking votes away all right so there's all kinds of very strange uh, things like this going on now. People have been talking about Benford's Law, and I knew nothing about this until I did some research this weekend. Benford's Law basically says that in an election, you're going to have this downward curve of votes as they come in. You start out when the votes initially start to come in, ballots are coming in, they're being tabulated. It starts out high, and then you have this downward slope where the numbers gradually decrease. That is a Predictable, reliable phenomenon in elections. That's just how they go. So this is a comparison of candidates in Chicago who are running in this election. And this is the curve of their votes as they were being tabulated. Uh, Various candidates. And then you get to this one here on the left is Joe Biden. This one is Donald Trump. And this one is uh, Howie Hawkins and Angela Walker. So all of these candidates have this downward curve, except for Joe Biden, who has an upward slope and then a down slope. And that is highly suspicious because it breaks this Benford's Law. So Benford's Law um, is used as a test for catching election fraud. It's used by the State Department and forensic accountants to look for uh, monkeying with the numbers and fraud and Biden's numbers show this. Now, if you, this is in Chicago. If you look at Milwaukee, you see the same thing in Milwaukee. You've got Trump and Pence. They have a downward curve. You've got Blankenship and Moore. They have a downward curve. Jorgensen downward curve. Brian Carroll, uh, writing candidate, even had a downward curve. But with Joe and Biden, he has this spike at the beginning, a downward curve, and then it trends upward and then goes down again. Again, breaking this law, and it, just, it doesn't look like everybody else's uh, curve of vote tabulation. So something is very much amiss. Ed, Allegheny, Pennsylvania, same thing. Donald Trump, downward curve. Jorgensen, downward curve. Joe Biden starts out low. You get this peak in the middle, and then it comes down. Again, very suspicious. <clears throat> and then there's this. This is from Cultural Husbandry, who's doing some really good uh, forensic digging on this. So he said that <clears throat> he, he issued, uh, illustrated a number of problems with the votes. Uh, ballot run issue. Essentially, most of the vote uh, found votes turn up with weird conundrum. They voted for Biden, but did not vote for any congressman or senator, etc. So. No down-ballot votes, only a vote for Joe Biden. Uh, Essentially, they only voted on a single thing per ballot. Statistically, in the past, this happens at a rate of 3%. In this particular election, it ran at a rate of 18%. So all of a sudden, this election, 18% of these votes came in with the presidential choice only and no down-ballot selections. Six times higher rate of ballots, but only a 26% increase in voter turnout. Statistical anomaly. That is highly suspicious. All right. Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron is going to join other Republican Attorney Generals, uh, along with Missouri Attorney General, Utah's Attorney General, and one other one who they made the announcement this afternoon. They're all going to be joining the uh, Trump campaign in preparing legal briefs to take these challenges to the various courts supreme court in some cases district courts so the president is getting a lot of love from from uh fellow republicans not everybody but some are are chipping in because they see what's going on judge janine tweeted this 90 witnesses election poll workers will be joining rudy giuliani in court giuliani held a press conference i think on friday and he talked a little bit about The evidence and the testimony and the the affidavits that they've got didn't give a whole lot of it, and I don't blame them because, well, you want to save that for court. But there are going to be a lot of witnesses and a lot of evidence going into these cases. A lot of frustrated people have been asking, where is Attorney General Barr in all of this? Well, the problem with asking uh, Barr is that, number one, it's a timing issue. The first thing you do in an election is you count and you audit the vote. Then you get testimony and evidence of fraud, if there is any. Then you challenge the election results, wherever fraud is evident. You file civil suits. You force the local um, election boards and election uh, administrators to adhere to the law. Then you file appeals. And then uh, you prosecute any criminal acts, which is where Barr would come in. So it's not really time for Barr to do anything. However, <coughs> However... According to John Solomon, FBI has opened three election investigations already, two in Michigan and one in Pennsylvania. Uh, Barr went in and had a 30-minute meeting with Mitch McConnell this morning. And when he came out, he did not answer any questions, according to the people over there. Uh, however, we have breaking news to report. Attorney General Barr, and I got this from Reuters just before I went live. Barr has authorized federal prosecutors to investigate credible allegations of election fraud. So, for all the people who are screaming that Barr is not doing anything, Barr is doing things. He's authorized federal prosecutors to go and look into these uh, allegations of fraud, and if he finds anything that's credible, he can pro- they can prosecute. All right, uh, Mitch McConnell gave a, a, a speech this morning, about nine minutes, and uh, he said some interesting things. He said he'd received a briefing from the NSA, and they confirmed there was no evidence of foreign election interference. McConnell also defended President Trump and his right to have a fair hearing of his grievances regarding election integrity. Mitch is pretty much on board with uh, the president, and I'm glad to see that. He's stepping up, and he is basically telling the detractors, pound sand, um, we're not. <laughs> the president has a right to to have these things investigated and see if there's any merit to them. So I'm glad to see that McConnell is standing with them. Kayleigh McEnany and Ronna McDaniel held a news conference today and they updated the press on where the, uh, their process is on, on challenging uh, the vote and canvassing and, and all this. So. Kaylee McEnany uh, was on fire. She was not taking any crap from the press. She excoriated (laughs) the critics. She was a fire-breathing dragon, just like Kaylee tends to be. She was very on point. She was very confident. Uh, She made some excellent points about why it's absolutely necessary for President uh, and his legal team in the campaign to take this seriously, to look into these uh, fraudulent uh, activities, and I was very proud of of what she said. Um, let's see. Ronna McDaniel said there are hundreds of witnesses they've got who've come forward, and they're going to give testimony on more than 2,800 incidents. So this is a huge thing. This is not a small potatoes. The mainstream media is trying to make it look small, but it is big, and it's just growing. Just before I went live, I was checking Twitter and I found a whole bunch of uh, breaking news. Oregon's election director was abruptly fired in a text message from the Secretary of State after pointing out serious issues with the state's aging and vulnerable technology for running elections. So Oregon's got problems too. Tom Fitton just tweeted this out. Massive fraud and lawlessness impacting over two and a half million ballots has been alleged in, uh, in Pennsylvania by Trump's campaign Uh, team uh, in a historic verified lawsuit. And we got this (laughs) breaking. Pennsylvania House Republican members tomorrow are going to call for a legislative led audit of the 2020 election and demand that the election results not be certified nor electors be seated until the audit is complete. Also, we have this um, president's campaign has filed a lawsuit in Pennsylvania against the Secretary of State in seven counties seeking an injunction to stop them from certifying the results of the 2020 election. And for those of you who are following in Arizona, where we're at right now, uh, Data Orbital is reporting that uh, the the votes continue to come in, breaking for Trump in in Arizona, various counties. And right now, Joe Biden's lead is less than 16,000 votes. 15,432. That is with approximately 80,000 ballots left to count. 45,000 of those are provisional. So it's a slow process, uh, And but we're getting there. Um, it was a hard fought battle on social media this weekend. We made a lot of progress in drowning out the narrative of the mainstream media. Uh, NPR politics came out whining this afternoon. Experts say that the combination of President Trump's continued false assertions of a stolen election and rapidly growing social media groups sharing those claims has led to the most intense online disinformation event in history. So we are part of the largest online disinformation event in history, even bigger than Q, apparently. Uh, We were just not having it. We were on Twitter all weekend long, memeing and... Posting and trolling the media and trying to encourage each other and and, and basically getting the message out that this is not over. And Trump's not going not to quit. He's not going to give up. And this is not over. And the, uh, the mainstream media, is, uh, they're, they're not liking our response to this. We are not going to give up. And neither is the president. Speaking of the president, he went on a tweeting spree this afternoon. The threshold identification of ballots is turning out to be even bigger than originally anticipated. A very large number of ballots are impacted. Stay tuned. <laughs> that tweet got 369,000 likes in about an hour. Um, so, it, yeah, it, we're just going to have to stay tuned for news. Um, it looks like a lot of these ballots that should have been rejected were not rejected. And we're going to find out more about that. The president tweeted this out. Nevada is turning out to be a cesspool of fake votes. Matt Schlapp, Adam Laxalt are finding things that when released will be absolutely shocking. Then he tweeted this out. Wisconsin is looking very good. Needs a little time statutorily. Will happen soon. He uh, tagged Reince Priebus and Sean Duffy in that tweet. So, uh, you know, the law is the law. And they're going to need a little bit of time to work this out. But he's confident that we're going to get Wisconsin back. Georgia will be a big presidential win, as it was on the night of the election. So President Trump is predicting he's going to get these states back, which means if he's optimistic, we can be optimistic. Uh, we have this in. Senators Perdue and Loeffler in Georgia just called on Georgia's uh, Republican S- uh, Secretary of State to resign. This is they're, they're disgusted and disgraced with what's going on with the Georgia election. So it's probably going to be a shakeup there. After spending the weekend golfing, the president announced on Twitter this morning that he was going to fire Defense Secretary Mark Esper. I am pleased to announce that Christopher C. Miller, the highly respected director of the National Counterterrorism Center, unanimously confirmed by the Senate, will be acting Secretary of Defense effective immediately. Chris will do a great job. Mark Esper has been terminated. I would like to thank him for his service. So Esper got fired via a tweet, and I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. I hope he fires Chris Ray and <laughs> Jana Haspel next. <clears throat> All right. Uh, we have news now. Pfizer just announced that they have a vaccine. that is 90% effective. And right after the election, imagine that. So President Trump's been tweeting about that too. As, long, as I have long said, Pfizer and others would only announce a vaccine after the election because they didn't have the courage to do it before. Trump would have looked like a hero if that... Uh, vaccine that came out a week ago. Likewise, US FDA should have announced it earlier, not for political purposes, but for saving lives. All right. So uh, the this gentleman from Pfizer said that they're going to have a, a, a little over a billion doses of this um, vaccine available in a very short period of time. They're going to start out i think he said they're going to have 150 million doses available he did say he believes it'll be available to everyone for free now for uh for the people who don't want to take a vaccine president trump has said repeatedly the vaccine is not going to be mandatory you do not have to take the vaccine i'm not going to get it but the good thing about it is the fact that a vaccine will be available to everyone even if you don't take it, removes the justification for further lockdowns. If they have a vaccine and they can say, look, vaccine's available. We don't have to lock these people down. They can get the vaccine if they want. There's no reason for lockdowns. It totally removes the false justification for the lockdowns. That is the big thing that the vaccine does. Whether you like it, hate it, don't wanna take it, that's fine. Just realize that the announcement of a vaccine now removes the the justification for lockdown. That's why Joe Biden is already opposing the vaccine, because he wants to lock people down. Uh, Dow Jones, industrial average, actually gained almost 1,400 points today. Gave back a little bit by the end of the day. Closed down 834 points. Uh, Not going to be long before we hit 30,000 on the Dow. Markets reacted really well to the news on Pfizer and the vaccine, and... And uh, I have lost my voice, <laughs> as you can tell, and, oops, wrong camera. <laughs> uh, yeah, my voice is about toast now. Um, I, uh, it's, it's been a crazy weekend. Uh, I apologize for not being around this weekend to do the hand-holding that I normally do. I have been on Twitter all weekend. Now we have somebody's alarm going off in the background. Uh, thank you for hanging in there. Thank you for keeping uh, keeping the faith. Uh, I understand it's difficult in these times when you don't see things coming, when you don't expect the president to lose, when you don't expect that the election is going to be rigged, uh, when you're unprepared. It is very difficult, and you know um, Denise has gone through a little emotional roller coaster this weekend, but she's doing better. Uh, in large part because you all are praying for us, and we do appreciate the prayers. Um, this is this election thing is not over; it's just beginning. President Trump's a fighter. He is not going to let these people steal this election. Joe Biden and the mainstream media can can claim that he is the president all they want. He is not the president, uh, and I, I think that uh, if if Rudy Giuliani and the president's legal team are confident that they can prove this in court, then there's no reason for us to be uh, afraid that he's gonna get ripped off and he's not gonna be president. I think it's all gonna work out. Uh, So, there you go. Hey Q, now it's time to post. (laughs) Go ahead and start dropping. Now that things are going in the right direction. Uh, Thank you for keeping me and Denise in prayer. Please continue to keep us in prayer. If you want to support me, uh, you can go to Subscribestar. Link is in the description box. You can just go to Subscribestar. Look for Praying Medic. Uh, If you'd like to check out my book, Great Awakening or Calm Before the Storm, there is a link in the description box. Please keep the president and his legal team in prayer. Keep the military in prayer. Keep Q and the team in prayer. Love you all. Take care. I will catch you on tomorrow's broadcast. And uh, I'm going to do Be doing these pre-recorded broadcasts until we figure out what's going to happen with cloud hub i'll post them on my website in the evening sometime each night Uh, and that's uh, that's my plan for right now so take care